Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Regular ads will start again next week. So today we're both choosing three people on Twitter that we think you should follow. I'll go first. At Kale Hummus. That's, you could spell that right. Oh, yeah. You guys know how to spell Kale and Hummus. Yeah. Okay. Second one. LL Cool Jackie. <laughs> former Ka intern. At Tira underscore Sun. T-I-R-A underscore S-O-N. At WT flank steak. So it's like, <laughs> it's like what the flank steak. <laughs> at Sadie Doyle, S-A-D-Y Doyle. At Oh My God Chomp, O-M-G Chomp. I love that. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping. And the theme this week is when you're being a parent to your friends and you're not their parent. Oh, wow. Creepy. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Good morning, Jen. It is the morning. It is the morning. We do not usually record this at the crack of 930 in the morning. I don't even get here this <laughs> early. I know. I, I actually got in because I had to take my Mavi to, to daycare today. Um, well, I didn't have to, but I chose to because I wanted her to have a really good day. Oh. So I took her to daycare kind of early because she was nutso. And I got to the office at 840, which is like the earliest. That's I, I, stupid it was, early. It was desolate. Did you, you have to have heard a pin drop? It was like a tomb. Did you have to do the alarm? Did you have to turn off the alarm? I didn't because the cleaning staff oh. was here okay. and uh, I walked in and the I got a lot of weird looks. They're like, who who's this stranger? <laughs> Are you an intruder? Ever <laughs> seen you here before noon? <laughs> Jen, I want to be super clear to the audience, because we are talking about parenting today, mm -hmm. that Mavi is your dog and not your strangely named child. Oh, yeah. That would be a weird child name. Mavi. No, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, not that weird. People say Maeve. Maeve is a name. Yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, the people at Doggy Daycare uh, never get her name right. Even what? They know her very well. She's there like three times a week and they're lovely people, but they call her... Mavis, <laughs> May, Mauve, uh, but Mavis is the one that just kills me. I actually really Mavis. like that. It's like her, it's like her her counterpart when I she's at it. daycare. She's got like an alter ego. Mavis, Mavis, and Mavis sound like old ladies who solve crime. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. Like like they accidentally solve crimes and like because they're just like they're just like minding their own fucking business and then like oh my god what a good series. I was just gonna say this could be a comic book. Mavis and Mavis stumbling upon yeah. mysteries. Like, and they're both like, it's not like they're stupid or something like that. It's really, it's just like they're like, they're retired. They're having a good life. Maybe they're dating. They're preoccupied with their love life. And yes. then, oh, oops, we've happened upon this mystery. Look, a clue. Like, oh, what? There's a bloody knife <laughs> in this cafe where we're having a delightful brunch together. I love this. I love this too. Uh, the vet never gets either of my cat's names correct. Really, never. What does what does the vet call your cat? So there's Roma, which they who's named after a cat named Roman, and they call her Romo. And which I think <laughs> Romo, 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 Romo. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, and then there's Dargo, which I absolutely can't blame them for. Um, but Dargo is named after a giant orange space alien uh, from the television show Farscape um, from back in the day uh, because my cat is a giant orange uh, aggressive space alien. What do they call him? Diargo. <laughs> 
like close. Um, and also Duggo. No, that's not even. But Duggo was. Duggo <laughs> was only the receptionist one time. Hello, Duggo. <laughs> Duggo. Uh, and it was it, like the name wasn't in front of her. It was out of memory. So like I totally like I I can't like make fun of her. For yeah, it. I don't correct them when they oh, get. Oh, never. Me- it's like she doesn't know. Like, Maybe doesn't. Maybe's not gonna listen to you anyway. Right. <laughs> like I don't even call my cats by their names ever. It's like Roma is like. Roro roast beast, a Roro ma is what I call oh, her. That's good, isn't it? Good, thank you, Dago. I called I called Dargo a lot of things, um, but nothing of them are even close to his name. Mm. Uh, I call him Snug Boy, Snug Beast, Soft Boy, Snuggalo, just a whole soft bunch. Boy. So I call him the Soft Boy. <laughs> I'm like, good morning, Soft Boy. <laughs> um, so speaking about fur babies and being a parent, here we go. Good transition. Uh, I would love to read this question just because it's so relevant to my life. Yeah, do it up. Uh, and changes that I've had to make. And I want to be super clear that I empathize with this asker so much. Uh, and this speaks to me like five years ago, and I can't wait to, to bust out some advice on you. All right, baby, settle in. Time to lay my sweet advice down. Hey, Jen and Trin, I am a mama bear. It can be a good thing. My friends often come to me for advice and a cup of tea. Sounds wonderful. But it can also be a kind of bad thing. It takes up a lot of my time, and I often end up feeling so drained by taking care of everyone that I can't give myself the time and attention that I need. But I am stuck in this cycle now. Anytime my friends have an issue, they're moving and they need someone to help pack boxes, or they're painting their apartment, or they're just bored on Google Hangouts and they want to talk. They call me, and I feel like there's an expectation that I'll always show up. I'm afraid of saying no and seeming like I don't care or saying no and they'll make a crappy decision that I could have stepped in and stopped. How can I find a balance? Oh, my goodness. So much to unpack here. There truly is. There truly is. Okay, here's what we should do, Train. I think let's examine why this person might be this way. Oh, my God. There's so many reasons, Jen. Yeah, like why they've taken the role of being the mama bear. So uh, because this person referred to them as a mama bear, I think that they are more, most likely a woman um, or, or NB, mm-hmm. um, probably not a dude. So I think that we need to work with the uh, assumption that there are some and, and obviously this happens to guys, too. Like some guys are like are very daddy bear. Oh, that's a phrase I never thought would come onto our podcast or out of my mouth. But you want to know what? Like, I like it. So a mama or a daddy bear. I kind of want to hook the, if this if this mama bear is into dudes. I want to hook her up with daddy bear. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so loopy this morning. I started drinking coffee at like eight and everything's bad. Uh, anyway. So the reasons why they might be a mama bear. Uh, So one, the societal expectation that women will do a bunch of emotional labor for everyone in their lives. And that's what they're all they're good for. (laughs) They just take on the role. Yeah, they're a support character and they'll never be the tank ever. They will just always be the support role. (laughs) Uh, So there's one. Two, uh, they have this understanding that their friends will make bad decisions without them, which they said out loud, which is gr- which is very clear. So they're a helicopter parent because they are worried. They're just worried and panicked about their friends all the time. And the other reason why they might be doing this is that they need to feel necessary and essential in somebody's life. Otherwise, they will be useless and they will be discarded. 
It's probably the last one. It's probably that one. If 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 nothing else, like it might be, it's probably a combination of all of those things. Uh, but the last one I find is very prevalent because I think that when we don't feel lovable, we try to find reasons why someone should love us. I know Jen just made like a real like upside down you sad face about that. It's so true. Or a sideways capital C. Who among us doesn't do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that can translate to so many different kinds of behaviors. It can t- translate into somebody who is, uh, you know, constantly being mothering, as this person said. Um, it could be somebody in a romantic relationship who is, uh, oh God, how do I make this sound like not too sexy? Uh, you know, <laughs> go for it. Like somebody who um, puts uh, their partner's sexual needs first and like and, and doesn't want to seem like they need any attention. Yeah. To get their needs met. For, That's really the crux of it. Is yeah, that they're not asking. They're like, never asking. Yeah. So, I mean, like, really, I guess we could even just say, like, the crux of it is never asking, always giving, because if, if I ask, then they're going to get tired of me and they'll they'll I'll lose you lose my utility. This is such a Midwestern thing, too. It is. Yeah. To feel like your default state is just lift up other people and that you're in the way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I really think about it as um, so I remember when I had a problem with this, like um, like years back, and I had found a balance because uh, one of the things that I internalized was I had constantly seen myself as the fun sidekick. I constantly saw myself as book Ron Weasley. You know, like I'm going to stay behind and do the chess game so Harry, the chosen one, can go ahead and finish the story. Um, And one of the things that's important to know, I think, for this asker and for people who have this problem is that every person should be the main character in their own story. We should help people. And I and I definitely feel like helping people and uh, as Jen always says, like easing each other's burdens is is a wonderful way to live and and a good purpose for your life. Um, But you have your own sorcerer's stone, dude. Like you have your own purpose and your own direction. Um, And and the best friendships are when we mutually drive along the plot in each other's stories. And if you find yourself constantly being the sidekick instead of the Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman who has his own purpose and his own story and furthers his own goals, then that's not an even friendship anymore. And that was so good. Oh, thank you, Jen. That was amazing. I just shut up because I wanted you to keep going. That was amazing. I appreciate that. That's very sweet of you. I feel like the asker is at least halfway there into achieving some kind of balance because they did something important already, which is they realized the problem. People go so long. Women go their entire lives acting as this person. And then they wake up and realize, oh, my God, who's taking care of me? Right. No one. Gosh, there was this old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Jen. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. <laughs> what, what? What? Oh, my God. What? So this will be the first of many references to the movie, uh, the Pixar movie, I think, Inside Out. Yes. So, you know how. So there's a movie, this is a movie, Inside Out, and it takes place inside a little girl's brain. So if you've never seen it, that's the scene. And in the little girl's brain, there are memories and they look like like colored bowling balls. Mm -hmm. And those bowling balls are stored and some of them are like super important memories and they glow, you know. So one of my super important glowing memories (laughs) from my childhood is a scene from a television sitcom that I don't remember at all. I have no idea what sitcom this was. But uh, the scene was this TV mother setting the table 
And then her counting the places and saying to herself, I know who am I missing? Who am I missing here? Like, why? Like, I know that there are like seven people coming to dinner. Like, and she counts, 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 counts. And then somebody comes in and and they're like, oh, you're you're missing. Uh, there's only seven people here. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Let me she lists the people as the people. And the, and the friend or brother or whoever goes, you didn't count yourself. You didn't set yourself a place at the table. Like oh. you made dinner and you put all this together. Anyway, I don't remember any of the rest of the episode, but the end uh, ends up with her in a bathtub with the door closed and she can hear her kids running around outside, but there's like candles everywhere and oh, she's just good. chilling. I'm glad it ends like that. It ends she really She took well. time for herself. So one of my weird glowing memories is I'll never forget that scene. Yeah, to me, it sounds like the asker needs a freaking break. Set yourself a place at your freaking table, you mother fricker. <laughs> yeah, like, are you here? Let me pose some questions to you, asker. Are you? Texting with your friends all the time, like when you are in the bathtub or when you're watching your favorite TV show, are you is like half of your attention also on your phone to make sure that you're responding to them? Uh, do they offer to do things for you, too? Do they say thank you a lot? Because frankly, you sound exhausted. Yeah, dude. I want you to take some nights off. You aren't a bad friend for taking time to yourself. And also, no one will be mad if you take time off. No. And, you know, I'm using the phrase taking time off, but you know what? Your default state does not need to be supporting and taking care of everyone around you. Friendship should not be your unpaid part-time job. Oh, yeah. You know? This isn't an internship. It's not. And, like, this is definitely going to be, like, a twofold situation. Yeah, we got some other things to address, too. It's not just take time off. Right. And, and it's also, like, it's not just you changing your behavior. It's your friends changing their behavior. I am absolutely... If there's anything in this question that I'm fairly certain of, <laughs> it's that uh, all parties opted into this situation, and now everybody needs to opt out of this situation. Yeah. It can't just be you changing this, because it's not going to work. Your friends will not recognize the change in behavior, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, and we are constantly going back to this very, very important truth to life that people will continue a pattern until they are aware that that pattern isn't correct. So you have to say, I understand that this is how things used to go, but this is how things are going to go now. Yeah. And that's hard. Oh, God, it's hard. It's so hard to break the cycle. So, Jen, let's go through the question and just take it line by line again, because there are good things. Like it starts out, I'm a mama bear. It can be a good thing. My friends come to me for advice and a cup of tea. That sounds amazing. That sounds like your friend said, oh my God, I'm having this problem. And you say, I'm not doing anything. And I like tea. Do you want to come and hang out with me and my tea? An incredible situation. But if as long as that is an offer and you just remain available and not, you are coming to my house right now and you are having tea and we're going to talk about this problem until this problem is solved. No, you want option A. That is so smart, Trent. Yeah, don't use words like should. Right. You should come over. Come over or demands. Come over right now and we'll figure this out. Right. I, I think a better solution, a better way to phrase it would be like, do you want to come over and talk about this? I have an hour free. Right. Jen, I like that too. You made really clear the amount of time that's available. And you gave uh, parameters. I mean, it could be like, hey, why don't you come over and like crash on my air mattress and we'll like hang out or whatever. And, and that can be something if you are available to do it. Or it's, hey, I have an hour before I need to really like scrub down my apartment. Why don't you come over and chill? I love that. Yeah, it's time to be really honest about what you can offer and don't bite off more than you can chew. Right. Uh, be 
You know what? I almost said be really honest about what you can offer, but I think it's clear from this question that this person is offering too much by default. Mm, So always offer less than you think you can give. That's really good. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice for this person because right now you're giving up too much of yourself. Oh, poor kid. All right. My friends often come to me for advice and cup of tea, but it can be a kind of bad thing. It takes up a lot of my time and I often feel so drained, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This speaks very well to our uh, Mindy Kaling tweet that we always call back to, which is put your gas mask on first. Before you put someone else's gas mask on. Is it gas mask? Oxygen mask. Oxygen mask. See, I just saw Wonder Woman and it's, uh, oh, it's, it's in your brain. tainting my view of mm-hmm. the world. I was like, why would anybody need a gas mask on a plane? <laughs> what would you do with that? Only in the DC or Marvel universe. <laughs> would you need a gas mask yeah. on a plane? Um, so, yeah. So that, so that speaks to what Jen said earlier, that you do understand that you have a problem. Um, but if, if for no other reason, take care of yourself so that you can be better in service to other people. Like if we need to like speak to your mama bear nature in order for you to make this choice to take care of yourself, then do it because you it'll make you better at giving. Yeah. I mean, God, if nothing else, if we can't convince you to take that you, sh- you are worth taking care of, which we would love to do, but it may not be possible because you're a mama bear. You're a mama bear. You're very hard on yourself. Uh, but yeah, like Trin said, like you can't you know how we always say you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't fill up anyone else's cup if your cup is empty. Yeah, you can't just like keep spitting into that cup until it's like pourable. Ew. I was going to make a spitting noise, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Trin did it. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. Um, Next bit. Okay, so (laughs) here's here's what's interesting. They're moving and need someone to help pack boxes. They're painting their apartment. All of these activities suck. Yeah, like, those are crappy things to do. Like the first part, like having somebody over to like talk and have tea. That sounds great. And relaxing. Wonderful. You can fill your own cup, I feel like, by having a chill time with friends. But man, you're volunteering for the crappiest activities that people often pay professionals to do. Oh, man. Bored on Google Hangouts and they want to talk. That's true. Even that is like something people pay that's like what a therapist does i mean they so i don't know about the efficacy of this but i do know based on the facebook ads that i've been receiving that there are internet there therapists. Are, there are there are right so to do any of these activities you literally have to put other things on hold yeah this is time and some of them are physical yeah <laughs> moving and packing boxes oh god god trin would hate doing that i would just be like i will give you 25 dollars <laughs> To go towards getting movers. I will give you $25 to not do this. I will give you $25 to lose my phone number for the night. (laughs) (laughs) But so so here's the thing. I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, your friends should be able to afford movers and people to paint their apartments. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you are volunteering your time in such a way that it's like we said, it's an unpaid part-time job. Yeah. Your next sentence is, I feel like there's an expectation that I'll show up. Are you sure? Right. I mean, there might be because you always show up, but that also means you need time off. Right. From always showing up. I'm afraid of saying no and seeming like I don't care. Oh, buddy. If I asked somebody to do some kind of shitty task and they said no, I feel like I would say, yeah, I know. That's why I asked you to do it because I don't want to do it myself. She'd be like, yeah, I know. 
I know. I just had to try. Yeah, that's I mean, why I've done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and God. man, like literally, that's why we have interns. <laughs> we have paid interns, though. Right. But like, man, here's the thing. Seeming like I don't care. How could anyone think that of you? Oh, my God, Jen, seriously. Also, you can say no and still show you care. I think this person needs to practice saying no. So let's talk about ways of saying no to requests like this that are loving and make very clear that you care. And I want to mention that I totally agree with Jen. There's no way in hell that your friends don't know that you care about them at this point, especially if there's a pattern and expectation now that you'll show up. That just means that you've you've given so much already. People notice when you show up. They do. And if they don't, they're garbage. Yeah, if they don't notice and say thank you and they're not recognizing your presence in their life, that is a fault of theirs. Time for better friends. I don't know why I'm singing everything today, (laughs) but I like it. (laughs) So let's practice saying no. Let's practice saying no. There she goes again. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So, uh, Jen, would you like to ask me to do something and then I'll say no nicely? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me think. Hey, Trin, could you run to Mariano's? That's a grocery store. Can you run to Mariano's for me and get me 12 Red Bulls? <laughs> Jen, first of all, I'm worried about your caffeine intake. So uh, let's talk about that. Hey, that's none of your business. You know what? Fair enough, Jen. And you know what? I've been a mama bear to you in the past, and I should be able to trust that you'll make your own good decisions and drink those monsters at uh, a reasonable volume. I'm just stocking, stockpiling them. Oh, and also you said Red Bull. I got the brand wrong, man. That's okay. Hashtag brands. Uh, honestly, today I, I don't have much time. Um, I, I don't think I, I have the time to spare today, but I wish you best of luck in your caffeine. So here's the thing. I'm saying it like Trin, you know, because yeah, yeah. like I'm always like Godspeed in your life's journey, Jen, <laughs> trying to get those Red Bulls for yourself. So I'm going to try and talk like a normal person for the first time in my life. <laughs> Uh, so can you ask me to go to the grocery store again? Hey, Trin, can you go to the grocery store and pick me up just a small case of 4,000 Red Bulls? Uh, Jen, I think it's really sweet that you thought to ask me because I do love you very, very much. Um, but I, I honestly just can't today. Um, sorry. Oh, that's okay. It wasn't that easy. Like, it's a very small thing. No problem. It's not like I'm making excuses like, buddy, I got so much work to do. You know, like and you're I, not like do it yourself, which honestly asking someone to carry that many Red Bulls. That's a lot of Red Bulls. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> an unnecessary amount of Red Bulls. Um, oh, why don't you ask me for like emotional labor? OK. Um, hey, Trin. My neighbor will not pick up the dog poop in the yard. Oh, true story. Mm. I was wondering if you could give me some advice about this. And I will take a long time to explain it and I don't want I want you to come to my apartment and help me figure it out well Jen I, honestly like I don't have very good advice for you because I don't have a dog so I've never like had this situation but you know how to communicate I do know how to Look communicate at me. I'm talking you I'm trying to talk you into it like uh, a crappy friend <laughs> you are you're doing a great job yeah um I don't honestly have the emotional energy for this today I gotta t- be honest with you like I just I just don't uh how about Instead, can you um, like jot me an email about it? And then like at some point, like tomorrow, can I like send you a few lines? Um, I just don't have the time to come over today. That would be so great. Thank you so much, Trent. And you know what? If you can't get back to me in that email, don't worry about it. 
mostly oh. I just want to vent. You know, oh, like Jed. this dog shit situation is really getting out of hand. But anyway, thanks, Trin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. By the way, if you just want to vent and you just want to send me like all caps uh, texts about dog poop, I am always available for receiving those texts. Oh, thanks for telling me your boundaries. I don't think they'll say this for each other. Probably not. But, but they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad for a vent hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the, what we're trying to convey is you can still be caring while saying no. Yes. And you also can give a partial yes. Yeah. If you feel up for it, like the venting thing. Right. I I always like giving that option of the all text vent receiving because there's no expectation that you're going to put any like thoughtful analysis into those texts. It's really just like being kept up to date with your friend's feelings and being a receptacle for emotions. Yeah, that's great. You can reply in just like knife emojis to those. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't need to like sit down, figure out how to help your friend here. You can just be like, yes, that does suck. Knife emoji, knife emoji, fire, skull. Yeah. Jen is very good at emoji-ing. Oh, thank you. So the next bit. So I'm afraid of saying no and seeming like I don't care, which we answered. Or saying no and they'll make a crappy decision that I could have stepped in and stopped. That is such an important component of this question. Oh my gosh, it was like, it like snuck in at the end. Oh yeah. You're afraid your friends will make crappy decisions that you could have prevented. Oh no. You think that you are the last line of defense standing between your friends and total disaster. That's a, that's not true. You're not men in black. <laughs> okay? You're not Wonder Woman either. You're just a normal ass person. Okay. Okay, okay. So, make a you're afraid your friends will make a crappy decision. That's like helicopter parenting. Oh yeah. Yeah, like helicopter parenting is when you're when a parent hovers way too close to their children and like I googled it before we this question I was like what is a helicopter parent and like the first example was like you don't let your kid go on a playground that has mulch because you're afraid they're like scrape their knee and I was like whoa you don't want to do that (laughs) mulch is pretty soft but okay it sounds like the asker is paying really close attention to their friends conflicts and interpersonal relationships and issues in their life and you know, you are zoned into these things with your friends, which is like a strength. It's literally a skill set to notice these things in your friends. And your instinct is to get in there and do something about it or offer your opinion on what to do. And we got to turn that down. Absolutely. We got to turn it down. The truth is that you think that the worst thing that could happen to your friends is they could make a bad decision. And that is not the worst thing that could happen to your friends. Because making bad decisions, that's how you learn. If you do laundry for your kids their whole damn life, they're never going to learn that if they put in that new pair of red underpants and with their whites, everything is going to turn out pink. That's how you learn. Yes. So what you want to do is be a supportive friend. What you don't want to do is invade or babysit or question every decision your friend makes or say, are you sure? Or use the word should a lot. Like, here's an example I thought of. I like the idea of leaving the ball in their court. I like offer specific things you can do, but then leave them alone. Like instead of saying you shouldn't take the train to the airport because it's dangerous, you could say, hey, I can drive you if you want to ride. But again, only if you're willing to offer the ride. And you can also say what I would do in that situation. Yeah. Use I statements. Yeah. If I were you, I would just take a cab or a lift to the to the airport. I don't feel like I would take a train that late. Yeah, exactly. Um. And, and also making yourself available rather than essential, I think, is really important. So good. Yes. 
uh, saying things like, if you want to talk this out, I'm here rather than I need to sit you down. We need to talk about this. We need to figure this out because we don't need to figure this out. They need to figure this out. So good. Yes. Yes. You are not like it's not a partnership in everything. Right. You don't need to hook gobbles with them and march into the world. That sounds great. That actually sounds really nice. That sounds but, amazing. But not for everything. You know what? I think that a normal friendship is hooking el- elbows and marching into the world. But this friendship is you're the fucking drum major. And you're, <laughs> you're wearing the big marching band hat. Yeah, you got a little baton. <laughs> yeah, put your baton away, yeah. son. Yeah, come on. Oh, no. Um, yeah, no. Okay, so what's the last bit? Was that the last bit? I think it was, I how think can I find, find a balance? balance? The question ended with, how can I find a balance? And the balance really is, I think, uh, what we kind of touched on, which is available, not essential, and available and not pushing forward and steamrolling. This reminds me very much of like a Leslie Nope situation. Completely, because the show did a good job of showing Leslie Nope's strength, but her strength was also her weakness. Right. So Leslie Nope is the main character of this TV show, Parks and Rec, if you guys don't know. Uh, and the character is uh, a brilliant, smart, competent person. Uh, But unfortunately, she has endless energy also. So she tends to be competent and smart on behalf of her friends in cases where they are competent and smart enough to do things on their own. Forcing your friends to do anything is bad. Yeah, you can force (laughs) anyone to do anything and you shouldn't try. Yes. Thank you. I like that. Steamrolling, bad. You know what this asker should do? What? Get some plants. <gasps> Get some plants! Or play The Sims. Play The Sims. Because in The Sims, you're essentially God. You are God. And you, you can, make decisions for all Sims. Yep, you can control when they use the potty. And what? So, Jen, can you tell me about your relationship with plants and why you think that that's an important way to wean yourself off of mothering? Okay, so plants are great. Reduce your carbon footprint. Yes. Feed the, feed the bees. Feed the bees. Uh, feed the bats. Bats. But also, I think they satisfy my instinct to take care of things and be in control. Um, when I am having a day where I feel like things aren't going my way or that I didn't have a hand in making my day go a certain way, I can't wait to get home and water my fucking plants. I'm like, here you go, thirsty babies. <laughs> I'm taking care of you. It's very calming. And like, um, I also, you know, I have like an urban garden, so it doesn't really require a ton of energy. Like, I'm not comparing my, I call myself a farmer all the time, but oh my God, I'm not a farmer. I mean, like, I can, I consider myself a farmer and I just have four Stardew Valley farms. Yeah, but like, okay, so uh, there was a dead bird in my yard the other day and it broke my heart and no. I was like, I would never survive on a farm. <laughs> you know what? True story. But a vegan farm. A vegan farm. I could handle it if like a corn plant died. You'd be surprised, Trin. Oh, no. Just wait. Just uh-huh. wait. You might get very attached to your tomato babies, which, by the way, definitely get tomatoes because they are like the divas of the plant world. They, they like it really hot and they like their water a certain way. And uh, I don't really pay any attention to that. I kind of just roll the dice and see what happens with my plants. But I'm telling you, <laughs> get some plants. How are your little juicy babies doing these days, Jen? They're ripening up. Getting well, all ripe. Wonderful. Because we had a heat wave in Chicago of like 90 degrees and then it stormed a lot. And then after that, oh, look at five babies turning red. (laughs) Why Um, are you laughing? (laughs) Babies turning red. You know, usually that's a bad thing. But this is in this case, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time I had this conversation with a friend who shall remain nameless. And my friend said to me, 
that they really just wanted to get into a relationship. They wanted somebody to need them. They wanted somebody that they could like take out to dinner and and like and go out and all this stuff. And I said to them, you're describing a dog. Oh, my God. You're describing a puppy that will be happy to see you when you get home and that you, you know, give it food and it needs you and like you want to train it. Like, no, like you don't want a human being. You want something to nurture. And adult human beings are not intended for other adults to nurture. That is so wise. Can you just trust your friend's parents? So I would want you to analyze what you think a good friendship looks like and what your requirements for friendship are. Because if you look at a friendship and say, they're a good friend, they do everything for their friends. They step in at like the moment's notice. That's not a good friend. A good friend is they have a really nice time together. They help each other out mutually. Uh, They listen to each other. Uh, Because I think part of this might be that you're not really listening. It could be. It could be one-sided because you're not listening. Man, I want to take a step back because I just realized that I think I've been being harsh on this asker because I see so much of my old self in this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I haven't said a nice damn thing about this damn asker. And we usually take a a moment to be like, listen, man, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. So let's take this moment right now. Let's do it. And say, again, you notice the problem, which is great. You're a good person who cares, which is also great. What else is nice about this person? In these trying times, the world... (laughs) Hey! It just keep going. You're doing great. In these trying times, <laughs> I'm laughing because Trina's laughing. Uh, the world needs more people like you. It, your instinct is to care and help people. That is a good instinct. I agree. Care and help a little broken baby bird. A human being, an adult who can. Why are you laughing I'm now? Laughing hard that you laughed. <laughs> I, you know, I was I was listening to an old episode. Uh, a couple days ago and I noticed whenever you laugh I just start laughing too Yay! I think it's because I'm like yes I got trend to laugh Yay! <laughs> this is good because now I, I, I know how to make you giggle and yeah. just be enjoying something which is a beautiful thing um, I forgot what you were even talking about we were giving compliments oh you're great you're a nice good person it's just a matter of finding balance and trusting your friends oh beautiful trend isn't that like really it yeah you know what you're going to be okay Let's end this episode. I want to take a nap. It's like 1030 in the morning. And like, you know what? I only got like nine hours of sleep. Yeah, man. I only had two cups of coffee and 11 hours of rest. We're blowing right through nap time. (laughs) This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you've got a question like this, notice we gave advice and we complimented this person. So Uh, I think that's kind of incentive to keep emailing us forever. You can email (laughs) us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Friendshipping has two P's and the second P stands for podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else do we say? Oh, if you want to review the podcast, uh, we would love for you to do such a thing. Um, Is that it? Is it just you're welcome for listening? Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.